welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we put all preconceived notions of what it means to be a woman aside and just settle on the things that make us cool. Also... We can't choose a husband because we keep getting engaged. I don't know. Seems like a cool problem to have. We're talking about our favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on all sorts of streaming platforms and networks. And today, surprise, surprise, we're doing a Hallmark for you. Yes, we're going back to Hallmark for the ending of our Christmas in July bridal season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what we're doing. So. Yes, it's true. And, you know, we talked about this movie like a month ago. And so we decided to actually do an episode on it. And I'm so glad we're doing this episode, Katie. Me too. <laughs> this was a fun watch after watching the other one. Yeah. Palette cleanser, if you will. Absolutely. Um, so today we're talking about a movie called A Bride for Christmas. Um, which aired on December 1st, 2012. 2012 is like the year we're going back to a lot this summer. I'm not sure what that's about, but whatever. Yeah, it's been kind of a weird trip for me, nostalgia-wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is what Hallmark has written about it, you know, and this is an old movie, so, you know, it's a novel, and they get it wrong. <laughs> After Jesse Patterson, by the way, her name is Patterston, not Patterson, but this is copy-pasted from the website, so it's not me. <laughs> Calls off her third engagement. At the altar, she swears off serious relationships until she finds the one. That is, until charming but chronically single Aiden McTiernan comes along. Unbeknownst to Jesse, Aiden has bet his friends that he can convince a woman to marry him by Christmas, which is only four weeks away, and Jesse is the target of his bet. As Aiden attempts to court Jesse by first hiring her to decorate his apartment, Jesse looks to her sister, roommate, and interior designer company partner, Vivian, say that ten times fast, as her closest confidant. To complicate matters, Jessie is doggedly pursued by her most recent ex-fiancé, Mike, who still wants to marry her. When Aiden finds himself falling for Jessie too, will he call off the bet and truly pursue her? And it stars Ariel Cabell and Andrew Walker. The audacity. Bet you can't get a woman to marry you by Christmas. Like, <laughs> what a dude thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of duding in this movie, like in the in the, whatever you think that word means. <laughs> Just all the duding. Yeah, all the duding. <laughs> all right. So Ariel Cabell plays Jesse Patterson, a struggling interior designer engaged to Mike. Mike is fiance number three, as Jesse is the San Francisco Julia Roberts, aka Runaway Bride. But the day of the wedding, even with all the pressure to just get married already, Jesse walks down the aisle toward Mike and then straight out the door. They all say third time's the charm, but it's not holding true here. Aiden McTiernan, played by Andrew Walker, is the only currently single one of his buddies, all of whom he also works with. So, are men okay? 
We don't know. <laughs> Granted, Peter Benson, and that is what we're going to be calling him in this movie. I don't care what his name is. We'll never not getting, be Peter Benson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he's getting divorced, but, you know, still. They meet up weekly to play poker, and Aiden bets Peter Benson that he is not just the guy girls date before getting married. They would also marry him if he asked. He has until Christmas to get a girl to agree to marry him, or he has to give up his office for a cubicle. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn. (laughs) The stakes are bananas. (laughs) Again, like, what a dude thing to do. Like, (laughs) a wife or your cubicle. And... Don't they have to make these decisions in HR? Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. A, a lot of times companies do not let you just do that. <laughs> That's <Yes>. true. <laughs> Anywho, this is TV. Uh, so we're letting a lot slide. Uh, now single, although Mike is not quite taking the we're over thing too seriously. He keeps trying to marry her again. Um, Jesse and her sister and business partner Vivian Shout out to Kimberly Sustad, who steals the show, in my opinion. Um, They go to an art show to schmooze potential clients. Aiden and his friends are also there as the artist is a client of theirs. Peter Benson goes full-on creepy dude at a party and hits on both of them, quickly learning that Jesse has sworn off men and Vivian is a lesbian. And because he's an ass... He convinces Aiden to pick Jesse as the girl uh, he'll get to say yes to a proposal as a way to ensure that Peter Benson wins the bet. He's like, uh, that girl sworn off men. Let's see him pick this chick. Ha 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 ha. Maniacal yeah. laugh. When I was writing this, I was like, he's the two girls who do the diamond people. But I didn't know if that I couldn't get further than that because it's been a very long time since I've watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> <laughs> that is what this – oh, my God. Hannah, though. Like, okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, okay. Keep going. Because okay. that's that's actually – How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days besides the bet comes up later for me. So whatever. Okay. All right. So – Aiden also goes to hit on Jesse, but, you know, he's much cooler. Yes, she still sees through his, I want my home to be decorated, ruse, but Vivian basically forces her to give him a card just in case it is actually real. And Aiden isn't giving up after one meeting, so he does reach out for a consultation. So Jesse is forced to go over to his condo. Aiden lives in an office-like space, and Jesse does have ideas, but is somewhat skeptical of Aiden's following through on them because, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't believe he needs, or not needs, he definitely needs, but she doesn't believe he wants any decoration. Truth. So Aiden shows up at Jesse's work, which is also her house, uh, wanting to talk about the decorating. While Jesse is trying not to spend time with him, uh, fiance number three, Mike, shows up. And what do you know? Now Aiden is the perfect reason to get away. So it seems they are both going furniture shopping. Um, while looking around and testing out the couches, they both realize they love horror movies. <laughs> Compatibility? Another thing they have in common is dogs. They both love dogs, (laughs) but can't currently have dogs. 
Aiden lives in a pet-free building, and Vivian, who is currently living with Jesse, is allergic. Much like fine, but I have questions. <laughs> Jesse volunteers at a dog shelter, so Aiden decides to do so as well. Two burns, one stone, all that. And when Aiden's new furniture is delivered and the lamps are late, they hang out on his new couch eating burgers, you know, not wimpy lady food like sushi or Thai, <laughs> and watching a horror movie. Jesse is so awesome that Aiden is starting to maybe like her. <gasps> he's starting to feel bad about the whole bet thing like you do when you catch the feels, since he's also beginning to understand both her issues around running away and his issues around commitment. Oh my gosh, it must be love. When he's kicked out of his apartment uh, so the floors can be redone, Jesse invites him to her parents' house for game night, and they sing carols and play poker. And oh yeah, remember this is a Christmas movie, so that's the Christmas part, is they sing carols. <laughs> but mom, not knowing that Aiden ever existed, has also invited Mike over too. And the dick measuring contest gets to insane levels when both men bet their cars. Yes, they're actual vehicles. Um, so as a result, poor Aiden has to return Jesse home in a cab because he lost his car to Mike. <laughs> wow. At the dog shelter, when a father comes to return a dog because the dog has too much energy, Aiden stands up for the dog and the man's children because his parents also returned his dog, which like, fuck those parents. Trauma. Yeah. Real. Um, well, he doesn't convince this asshat to keep the dog. Jesse is so blown away that she just basically goes over or has he comes to her, but whatever, um, and plants one on him, like goes for it. Mm -hmm. And then she's a bit stunned and he's a bit thrilled because that was it. That was the kiss of true love. <laughs> but what now? Freaking out that she actually found the person she really wants to marry now, Jesse confides in Vivian, and it's Vivian's idea that Jesse should switch it up and just ask Aiden to marry her. Fuck stereotypical gender roles, says the lesbian. Ask him to marry you after only knowing him a couple days, says the sister. What is happening? Um, at first, hesitant, Jesse doesn't want to put herself out there. Meanwhile, Aiden goes to Peter Benson and officially calls off the bet. He'll take the L on this one because he's not putting Jesse through more. When Jesse finishes Aiden's place, including getting a stylized print of him and his childhood dog, she pops the question. And while shocked, Aiden loves the, the idea and says yes. So now they're getting married. <laughs> Aiden tells his friends at their usual hot dog cart, and they're all impressed. He not only got a girl to say yes uh, in the time frame, but actually got her to do the asking. But Peter Benson reminds him that he already called off the bet, so he doesn't win. Because Peter Benson sucks balls in this movie. <laughs> Fine, whatever. But Mike is working on the road and overhears about the bet. Oh, no. Oh, no. So Mike goes immediately to Jesse and tells her about this bet. Jesse doesn't want to believe it. But when she confronts Aiden, he admits she was a bet. A stupid bet. 
but she's not anymore, and he loves her. But too late, she's already hurt, and she calls off the engagement. So now Aiden is also heartbroken. He can't even enjoy the office Christmas party because he's so sad. But then Jesse's mom shows up and convinces Aiden that he should try and win Jesse back again by planning to marry her (laughs) immediately. (sighs) I have a lot of thoughts. Christmas Day, Jesse goes to the dog shelter and realizes her favorite dog, Jake, has been adopted. Then she and Vivian arrive at Mom and Dad's house. Aiden is there, and he asks Jesse to marry him. She's unsure how sincere he is until Jake runs in. Aiden's adopted him. So yes, she'll marry Aiden. So right there, on Christmas, in Mom and Dad's living room, they get married. And since one kiss kiss means forever, this marriage shall obviously be a long and happy one. But I thought he lived in a pet-free apartment. (gasps) I lost my mind, Katie. (laughs) I lost my mind. (laughs) They might love dogs, but where will they live? Uh, like, um, I mean, I, in my head, since we're just going to dive right into this, because this is a what the what fuck for me. Um, in my head, like, I'm like, it will work out just fine. Because the answer is, Aiden moves in with Jesse in her house and switches place. And then his place goes to her sister. And it's fine. No big deal. But if she had said no, problems. Right. Where, where does the dog go? Why does anybody allow him to? I mean, you have to fill out paperwork to adopt a pet. I mean, not in Hallmark movies. You can just do things. (laughs) You can just do things in Hallmark movies. Like, get married without getting a license. (laughs) Or asking (laughs) the person that there's that, that maybe we're getting married. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the legality of this wedding is not. But, yes. I agree. I just. So since we're already here, can we talk about Aiden's apartment? Yeah, let's do it. The dutiest dude apartment that ever duded. Very dude apartment. And that's not even what I want to talk about. This is the dangerous, the the most dangerous apartment I've ever seen. (laughs) And I will tell you why. It is because the elevator in the building comes directly into the home. Not that like that isn't by definition making it the most dangerous. What does make it dangerous is apparently nobody needs to call up to get in this elevator and come in. <laughs> because that guy with the lamps just came on in. Yes. Well, I do I do know from from my friend who had an elevator that was like you had to like lock the floor. So maybe they unlocked the floor and just said like, you know, come on up. But you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, I I find that like even if you had to like it, what if you forgot? Like it's just very dangerous to have no other safeguards. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, not only do, can people enter this building just willy-nilly, but they can get to your home, like, inside your home without you noticing. So how can he even hide Jake if anyone can come into his apartment at any time? I don't know. He's going to have Jake. a problem. 
Yeah. Well, also, Jake I doesn't think- live there. Jake's going to live at her, at her house. It's fine. But he did okay. not think this through like we're doing. <laughs> I think people in these movies never think them through like we do because that's our job is to overthink them. <laughs> And we're also on the outside looking in. I'm like, why did you do that? Also, his punching bag is right next to a mirror. And I know that like that, that happens in gyms sometimes. But I'm pretty sure if he kicked it real hard, he would have broken the mirror. <laughs> true. True. Um, the other thing that's very me that I want to talk about. How much money does he spend to win a bet? I mean, money is no object, but that is a <laughs> lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He gets new floors. Basically, I feel like he he just gives her carte blanche to buy anything that she needs to make yeah. his apartment her vision. And I also don't know how long this happens. I know it says, like, it's four weeks away, but, like, that's a lot of work in four weeks for an interior designer. How long does it take to decorate an apartment? I have no idea. Well, I, my understanding is she only did the living room area. True. <laughs> it doesn't seem like she did any other part, but like she got him art. She got him a couch. She got him lamps. She decorated. I, I assume there's a fee for her services. Yeah. yeah. Um, a month just seems like pretty quick. It, it seems very quick. I agree. But I think it's technically doable. But she also like said, like, what if you got a piano? <laughs> Like, just sort of, like, throwing it out there. Like, what about a piano? As if pianos, you know, are, like, something you could pick up at the store. (laughs) So I had this thought since we're on the subject of the piano, and I didn't write it in my notes, but I wanted to get your opinion. So um, we see him go up and play play a piano, and he plays the first Noel. And um, and so later on, she goes, oh, we should get you a piano. And he's like, I don't really play. And she's like, like, hell, you don't like you played really beautifully. And they leave it at that, I think. And then when they go to hear her mom's house, she's like, I hear you play the piano or, oh, he plays the piano. He goes over and he starts playing the first Noel. And I was like, is this the only song he knows? That's what I think, too. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't play the piano, but he only knows this song really well. (laughs) (laughs) Which would not surprise me. Like, I mean, this is something, like, it just reminds me of. Because my my dad knows how to play the piano. You know, he's not, like, professional in it. But he'd like it. He can do a pretty decent job. But when I was growing up. When, like his de-stress thing was always the same piece. Hmm. So like for many years, I thought my dad only knew how to play. Someday my prince will come. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever heard him play. That was it. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> I love that that was the song. <laughs> I don't know why that was the song. Like, <laughs> Hilarious. Just was. But yeah, he, like you know, and he would like play around with it and like jazz it up in places. But like it was always my, someday my friends will come. That's all he played. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to talk about, or should I do another one? Well, 
I feel like a lot of a lot of my what the fuck moments I, I commented on during the synopsis. Um, I mean, a lot of my what the fucks are peppered in with Hallmark Hallmarks and other segments. Okay. So um, there's two things that I want to touch on besides – okay, the general fact that everybody is all about getting married, mar- married without just – why not ask a date on a date first? Like, why do we have to get married immediately? <laughs> Uh, but my bigger thing is, and this isn't across the universe that we'll touch on, mm-hmm. um, the movie is in that you're not like other girls trap where she likes the non-feminine stereotypical thing and that's supposed to be like the thing that makes him fall for her. Like she likes horror movies and burgers and he's like, what? Oh my God. You like she's like yeah he's like well maybe i'll offer you like sushi or thai which is like completely legitimate things that are delicious to no matter what gender you are right they are ungendered foods totally it'd be one thing if he's like could i offer you like a salad or a quinoa bowl i'm like maybe if you're like an la woman but like but even so men should also have some salad. Exactly. Men also like quinoa bowls, especially if you look like freaking Andrew Walker. He's had a couple of quinoa bowls, although quinoa uh, was not a thing in 2012, I don't think. So. Oh, yeah. A- Andrew Walker, it, there's no way he's not like a clean eater. Totally. But the fact that she's like, yeah, I like horror movies. I like burgers. He's like, oh, my God, you're so different because you like these things that are not stereotypically feminine. And I hate that in movies because, A, yes, women like these things and they're not gendered in any – like, I hate it when, like, you like football and that'll bring me to an acro- my Across the Universe later. But also, like, what is it – is it a deficiency in me if I don't like those things? Am I now no longer a cool per- – I hate horror movies and I don't eat meat. And and you're not less desirable to partners. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, case in point, my actual real life marriage. <laughs> I don't, he loves horror movies and I don't. He eats meat and I don't, you know, but he still loves the fuck out of me. So, <laughs> yes, he does. Don't fall into um, the trap, ladies. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, <laughs> it's annoying. Um, I just have a couple things that I feel like I want to touch on. Do so, it. first of all, plot hole. She doesn't believe Mike when he tells her that she was a bet. Yes? Follow? Agree? Yes. Agreed. That happened. The next scene, she is sitting crying in Andrew Walker's apartment about the bet. Thank you. I wondered <laughs> if I missed something that she like over she overheard something herself or she read something. Um, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because I was confused about that point. Like, how how does she know? If Does she... I'm just confused about it. I don't I feel like there's a scene that got cut with and somebody forgot like you know, if it almost feels like somebody watched this movie too many times in editing that they cut the scene without realizing that it was actually kind of important. <laughs> or they cut the scene for time and was like people put it together. It's not that big a deal. I mean, yes, of course, but I'm sure there were others that could have been cut. Um uh the other thing that I just wanted to point out is that you can tell this is an older movie specifically because they, 
you know, like, it's like, oh, my God, her sister's gay. Like, the big plot point. But I feel like a, a movie made today, this exact movie made today, would be a scene where she locks eyes with a cute girl at the wedding. And mm. you do not get that. No, we do have her going on a date, but we never follow up. We don't have that date. Went. Exactly. Like, it is – It is. she is a lesbian in name only. Which is which, – what's funny about Kimberly Sustead's character is there was a lot of stuff, and I, I wonder if this was like a weird script change or, or something. I don't know. But um, there was a lot of stuff that happened in the script that kind of – if she wasn't a lesbian, I would have put her with Mike, ending up with Mike. Like um, Mike comes to bring her to lunch, and then she's like, I, I, I'm free for lunch. And then there yeah. was, and then with the, have you told Mike that you're not getting married? Have you given him the ring back? Like she seems very defensive of Mike. And in other movies, we've seen those two people get together when that happens. Right, right. She she would have been secretly in love with Mike the whole time. Yeah, but, and yeah, then right. when she went on a date, I was like, is it Mike? But A, no, she's a lesbian. And B, Mike shows up later that night. So yeah. obviously it's not, she's not secretly yeah. like, Suddenly straight, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which thank God, because that would have sucked. That would have sucked. But I, I agree. Like, absolutely. Should we dive into these Hallmark Hallmarks? Because there's yes. a lot of them. Yes. I don't think I caught them all or wrote all of them down. Well, well, me neither. Like, <laughs> I will say I was I was so engaged in this movie. Sometimes I forgot to take notes. So um, that's fair. So first off, we have uh, – now it's a Hallmark Hallmark Runaway Bride. <laughs> Which leads me to she was engaged once yeah. or, you know, thrice. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Christmas is just four weeks away. Um, she was unable to say no because all of her – Proposals are public fucking proposals. So smart. I didn't even. You're so smart. They were all public fucking proposals. Um, I, like, I mean, like every time they explained one, I was like, no, they just get worse. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> um, she's an interior designer. <laughs> Who owns her own business. Yeah. Um, basically. They have created a Christmas deadline. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> um, we have deception in the form of a bet. Um, they drink wine that is a color that wine does not come in. <laughs> True. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a client, so they have to spend time with each other. Other words, you have met a man, so you must love him. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. Anyone can just go up and play a piano, and it has to be the first Noel. Because <laughs> wasn't that what Ashley Williams was singing in Christmas in the City? When uh, that sounds right. <laughs> um, they allude – they don't actually show it to you, but they allude to cookie decorating. True. Um, along the same lines, they um, there is tree decorating. So that's – cookie baking and tree decorating are pretty much our only um, – christmas things well there, there's caroling as well oh, that's that was true. one of my true um they uh there is some dog shelter is all i have is there's yeah, a dog shelter involved 
Um, I feel like I can make a pretty solid argument that Aiden is the rival blonde. You are a genius. <laughs> Family game night. Mm. That he's invited to. Um, we have carolers in period garb in this movie in the background. Oh, my God. Good call. You are just knocking him out of the park tonight. <laughs> my last one is saying their last names when proposing. Oh, I missed that one. Well, I have adopt the dog equals Mr. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Uh, pretty pretty brain. I only have antis, and then I kind of have a across the universe pretty parade. Okay, I have two pretties and one, two, three, four, five antis. Holy shit! All right, let's I get went. the pretties out of the way. Okay, so uh, at this art show thing, Kimberly Stustad is wearing this gold necklace plate that looks kind of like dipped twigs, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool, and I liked it a lot. I and agreed. I, I thought it was really pretty. Um, And I really liked the little red wellies that Ariel Cabell wore at the shelter because they were cute. They were cute. She had quite the outfit when she was at the shelter. She had a look in this movie. She did. And I don't, like, I don't want to be mean about it. But it's terrible. (laughs) Well, I feel like she had different looks for different things. Like she had like the the, the the dog shelter look. But then when she was like put together for interior decorator look, she had some cute little dresses. Uh, some of her outfits were okay. Her hair mm. looked like, you know, frazzled. I have to get it out of my way. Homeless person. Her hair <laughs> looked like 1996 runway. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, whoever was doing the hair was like, I am channeling Jennifer Aniston in 1996 it, when that was the look, you know? It was, it's, it was just not good. Yeah. Um, Which I guess my first one is sort of across the university because Ariel Cabell has got this fucking dark eye makeup on again. So that was my across the universe too. But because – so I wanted to point this out. It was my across the universe, but it's also sort of a pretty parade, whatever, because I have ne- – and a new and noteworthy. Okay. Because in this case, I loved the fact that she had so much eye makeup because she cries so fucking much. And when she comes back at the, at the end of the beginning of the movie, when she comes back at the end of the first wedding and she's crying, her mascara is a fucking mess. And oh, she looks like a raccoon she, for like various parts of this movie. <laughs> and it is glorious because it's because you actually see tear marks with the, with the mascara. And there's at one point, I think she even like – closes her eyes or opens them again and there's like a fresh mark there and I was like this is amazing because we don't often see ugly crying in these movies That's true. and I loved that that's true but her eye makeup is too dark um, my second one was her first wedding dress like I, I don't mind like the cut of it in theory like it's it's pretty basic whatever like you know not thrilled with long sleeves but it's kind of like a wintry wedding so like sure but it's got these like little flower things along this like scoop 
the <laughs> neckline thing, yep. but only in the front half. Yep. Like, it doesn't even go all the way around. It's like, we couldn't commit to this terrible decision. <laughs> that was one of that was one, my first anti as well. And it looks like the adult version of a child's, like, Christmas, white Christmas dress. You know, yes, like that's rosettes. exactly what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Ugh. Um, okay. I don't remember if we were still doing this in 2012, but there is one scene where she is wearing shorts over tights. <laughs> we were absolutely remember- still doing that. We were still- Why did we do that? <laughs> Between, I love that look. I love that look oh, so I- hard. It's a comfortable look. I, I will give you that, but it is, it did not do her any flavors in pleated red shorts. Okay. I feel like that's different. I love that look if it's jean shorts and the tights are ripped. I love that Okay, Okay. That, that's not – but that's not the look she was doing. Okay. She was doing like thick like woolen tights with like red pleated shorts with okay, a belt. No, no then, was, then I agree with you. It was not – it was not pretty. I have one more. On his right hand, on his right ring finger – Andrew Walker is wearing this big honking ring, black ring, that was just like every like I spent way more of this movie being like, wait, what hand is that on? Than I anticipated thinking about. You do spend a lot of time looking at men's hands in these movies. (laughs) But I was just like, why are you wearing this? Why is why are you wearing it like that? It's like such a I don't know. Like, it's almost, like, I sort of kind of convinced myself it was his personal wedding ring, but I don't know that that's true at all, and I don't remember when he got married, so. I don't, I don't either. Whatever. But, like, I was just like, like, stop it. Like, it, it, it's too close. I see it too often. It's so big. It's so, you know, like, drastically different shade than your hand, so, like, it's very noticeable in a way where I'm like, I stop drawing attention to this, please. My my last anti is at the end when she's getting married, she has this veil, which in theory is a really cute little look. I really love the veil that, you know, like like just a short little veil that covers your eyes. It's very like, you know, 1930s or whatever. I think it's really cute, except for the fact that it covers just her eyes the entire time. So I feel like I'm looking at robot Ariel Cabell <laughs> because I'm looking at her through this. And I'm like, that can't be comfortable. And I feel like her lashes are getting into it, especially with all that dark makeup. And I was like, also, where did that come from? Because you did not know you were getting married today. So like, who came up with that? And what? just move it out of the way. You're married now. Take it off of your eyes. I can't see your face. Uh, well, I I agree with you. It, that, see, and that didn't bother me clearly as much as it bothered you. So I will tell you where it came from. It came from mom who planned this whole wedding because she got the preacher there. She got them to have rings there. That, his, the fact that he had a ring there like blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only does, does he have a ring, he has an engagement ring and a wedding ring for both of them. Right. No, it was the <laughs> fact that he had a ring for himself that blew my mind. <laughs> And he had two for her, though. Oh, my God. Um, And she showed up in white, which I was like, who talked you into that choice? I'm I'm guessing it was behind the scenes, Vivian. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, this one's nice. You should wear that. It looks nice. Although I liked the idea of that dress that she had on, but I actually didn't like it in because it was like a weird cut. 
And it was, it was, you know, it was, you know what I didn't like about it? I think I, I can actually voice. It was a night clubbing dress for a day with parents event. I feel you. Absolutely. So. All right. Let's get some across the universes in because I think there are a few that I'd like to There are about. a few. Um, I mean, Bridal Wave is like right there, obviously. Sure. But um, I want to bring it slightly further in that he loves a dog in both movies. Ah. Uh, Via the medium of art. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, I want to acknowledge that um, her mother in this movie was also Cindy Busby's mother in the last movie we reviewed. Um, same actress. And uh, when I was after wa- I watched full disclosure, I watched both of the this movie and that movie in one day. And then I looked in on the Hallmark movie my mother-in-law was watching. And this woman was also in that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I, I am remiss. I, I did not get her name down, but you've seen her around. She's in pretty much everything, but she's across yeah. all universes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I did just call this Christmas, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's what this movie is, except for that it's only one-sided instead of two-sided. True. I want to just poke, like, besides the whole bet thing, um, what made me laugh about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, like, that thing, is the fact that their poker game actually looks just like his apartment, like, you know, the, the poker game that they're playing. And that movie also falls into the trap of she's a girl that likes dude things like basketball and burgers and things. And um, so absolutely. I just wanted to point out those similarities. Right. And she'll eat meat and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Um, And I just had the, he, you know, he adopted the, adopted the dog without knowing if he was going to get the girl, just like in the movie, eat, play, love. Which oh. feels like a weird Julia Roberts tie-in in like a weird way too. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I'm gonna put this here um uh, because uh well, we I think we have talked about the actress who played Cindy Busby's mom and, and her mom in this. Um she was in Unreal. Uh, she had a character. So Unreal is one of those shows that we talk about from time to time. It has a lot of Hallmark actors in it. Another one of those shows is Psych. And Hannah's gleefully uh, nodding her head in agreement. Do you want to explain who uh, Mike is? <laughs> Mike is Buzz McNeil. <laughs> and I, this should have been around the same time, too. I think it really, really was. Like, around <laughs> this time. So his name is Sage Brocklebank. He is, like, one of the best characters on Psych. Every character on Psych is the best character on Psych. Um, but uh, I, when I saw him, I was like, yay, he did something besides Psych. Um, well, I see, you see him pop up places. But, like, literally my first note to myself was, oh, I didn't realize she was marrying Buzz McNabb. Yeah. <laughs> So I felt like that was because, you know, there are side characters that appear on Psych, but he's a major character, you know, besides Maggie Lawson, you don't often see them on Hallmark, um, like major characters. Um, I I, I have the note. 
I wrote it down too. Of course you did. Of course you did. You've talked about new and noteworthy. Do you have any more? Um, we we already talked that she's a gay sister. Um, I feel like that's actually pretty progressive for it being 2012. Um, yeah. but I thought it was new and noteworthy that she calls out that she must be a bet. Um, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, that um, not necessarily that she's a bet, but that she understands the whole ruse of him wanting to decorate uh, the apartment. Mm-hmm. I like that we kind of got that out of the way. Right. Like she she wasn't falling for it. She was like, he is just trying to hit on me and I'm not into it. And Absolutely. I, I agree. That was, that was nice. I didn't write any down. So um, I have a lot of supporting shout outs. Yeah. I didn't write any down, but I'm sure I agree with you. Okay. So my first one was um, that – the dad is just like the most supportive and loving character in this movie by like leaps and bounds. Yeah. And is just like the moral center of this movie for the <laughs> like three scenes that he's in. <laughs> so I feel like he needs a shout out. Love it. My second one is Charlie, who is another one of their friends who is married to I think a Polish woman or something yeah, named Svetlana. Svetlana. <laughs> he loves Svetlana. He didn't know he liked pierogies until he met her, which I think is a funny thing to say. But specifically, he gets a nod because he really just wants the ketchup and it's past Peter Benson and he can't get to it. And Peter <laughs> Benson is not acknowledging that he's trying to get to this ketchup. And he just looks so sad of like, I just, I just want the ketchup. <laughs> Please let me have ketchup for my hot dog. <laughs> that was so good. I, I was trying to look up that actor because I feel like I've seen him, but I nothing was reaching out to me. And I think it's only because he reminds me of Lutz from 30 Rock. Um, okay. uh, but yeah, I really liked him too. Good call. Um, and then, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we talked about it in the synopsis. I mean, I feel like you have to give it to Kim Sestad because mm-hmm. – Kim Sestad, like she looked amazing in this movie. Th- that woman has not aged in the past eleven years. She looks exactly the same, which is saying something because that woman is younger than me, and so oh yeah, and so she must have been like twenty three, twenty four when she made this. Yeah, then? I mean she she like she probably went through a bit of a rough twenties because she looks early thirties to me. Like, Maybe. that's her look. But she has looked her late 30s for the past 10 years. And I love her. What a bitch. Yeah. Again, I know we often talk about, like, who's our favorite woman. And I know we talk about Ashley Williams and whatever. But I think Kimberly Sussman's up there for me. Oh, yeah. She's definitely in the running. And I'm jealous. She just doesn't she get as many um, leads. Like, she's only been the lead, like, four or five times as opposed to – I mean, she could just be with Paul Campbell every day of my life, and I'll be happy about that. I want to be in a movie with Paul Campbell and her where we're fighting over Paul Campbell, and then we both win. (laughs) So a triad movie of some kind. Hallmark's getting progressive. I'd be okay with a thruple. (laughs) The two of them. Kiss meter? Kiss meter. While we're on those notes. Okay. So the first kiss is the um, dog pound um, attack kiss. I gave this an 8.5 because I thought it looked really good. 
It was a really yummy, good kiss. It was very smushy. And mm. um, I didn't necessarily like that it was so much of an attack, but I feel like it was called for and he did kiss her back and it looked pretty good. So that's why I rated it then. I gave it an 8.7, sort of for the same reasons. I was like, technically not consensual, but it was kind of hot, lots of lips action, and he was a dog hero. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta kiss the dog heroes. (laughs) Um, The next kiss, um, I I can't remember exactly where. I think it was when they were decided that they were getting married um, after the – the, her proposal to him. And yeah. I actually gave it a nine because oh. it was, I felt like, like, you know, my rule, if I feel something in my belly, I have to score it high. Um, it didn't get 10 for me, but I was like, Ooh, that was hot, but I'm very uncomfortable that you're getting married only a nine. <laughs> oh, see, I gave that a seven because I thought it was lippy in a way that felt that I shouldn't be there and it was too voyeuristic and that maybe they wanted to go do things to each other and I needed to leave. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. (laughs) Because like we talked about in Bridal Wave, these two look like they really enjoy kissing each other and I kind of want to be there for it. So. Oh, there's the like having fun kissing each other and that's all it's going to do. And this one felt like also the way they left screen for that kiss was Mm. almost like they fell onto the couch and I was like, Ooh. I am not supposed to be here. Spicy. You think you're alone and I am here and I need to leave. No, I would have gotten a snack and been like, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I think they they only had one more kiss, which is the wedding. Yep. yep. That's what um, I have to. Kiss a couple times. And I gave it an 8.5 again, just because they kiss good together. There was something that didn't quite put it over the mark for me, but it was still a just as fine kiss um, if she would have gotten that fishing wire off of her face. Um, uh, I gave it an 8 because I said it's more like it's a, it's a good church tongue kiss. Yeah. Plenty of church tongue. Yeah. So Hannah... Would you watch this movie and tell others to do the same? You know, I feel a little icky saying this. And I feel like that needs to be taken into account. But yes. (laughs) But what do you feel icky about it? Well, it's got a lot of issues in the feminism. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the design choices are very questionable. And, you know, betting on people is never good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a lot of, like, heavy reservations, but I enjoyed myself. (laughs) I am completely in the same ballpark as you. I actually, I think this is really cute. Um, Even though there's, like, I mean, it's bonkers bananas. I hate that they get married immediately. (laughs) But it's so goddamn cute. And, I, and I'm just wondering if it's because of the cast. And some of the writing is cool. Like the way that they tell the story, I think, is good writing. Um, what happens in the course of the story is questionable. But yeah. <laughs> it's well put together. Oh, I, I will. I do agree that the cast, like, I think with a less competent cast, this would have been unbearable. I agree. But it's cute. Yeah. I'm sad right. we don't see Ariel Cabell more. You know, she's, um, she works, 
what did I see her in? Oh, I was watching those um those after movies. Yeah. It was like a stepmother in that or something. I, I only know them because I looked her up to see what she's up to these days. I haven't seen them. Are they good? I hear they're terrible. They're ter- yeah, they're terrible. Of course I've watched every single one. <laughs> I love you. But yeah, I think I mean, she's good. I think she's a good actor. Yeah. I, I just wish she like lightened the eye makeup and maybe like Calm down with the hair. Fair. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, this was a trip. Happy Christmas in July, friends. Thank you. um, Make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Um, And we were going to do the live movies. I don't when they're recording this they have not announced august yet so i don't know what's happening there but we'll we'll be around for at least some of it yeah i'm sure absolutely um if you'd like to email us for any reason our email address is one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo that's also our email address if you want to give us a christmas in july present of a couple bucks for a coffee and that link is in uh is on the podcast on whatever yeah. you're listening to. Um, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. Uh, his stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will be back in a couple weeks. And we promise we'll cut down on the wedding stuff soon. Yes. <laughs> but you don't mind. Not immediately, but soon. <laughs> you watch Hallmark, so you've got to be in it for some kind of bridalness, right? We're having fun. Just, we are. just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye.